Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome to December. Have you got your Christmas tree? Actually, that's a good question. We can start off with this episode. Do you have your Christmas tree up yet, Rob? By the time this is on, uh, by the time this is released, I'm positive we will have. Yes. That's true, because it'll be the it's fact, December. In fact, my wife has uh, recently, in the past, I don't know, uh, probably six weeks, she actually uh, was bored one day, I guess, and put up what she calls a fall tree. So A, fa- a fall tree? It, yes, it's basically a, uh, a Christmas tree, right? That's what it is. We put up our Christmas tree in the corner. <laughs> Okay. But it's like, it's all like fall decor. Like she's got like these fake leaves and stuff mm-hmm. that she stuffed in there and like little berries and I don't know, like it, it so actually looks good, but don't tell her I said that. Okay. Okay. Well, no, well, we don't have to worry about our wives listening to this, so she won't. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. We could say whatever we want, bro. Well, I, you know, the moment we did that. Someone would, then hey, listen. this is your podcast for the first time today. <laughs> I heard you hated my fall tree. So, okay, good. So this month, I don't think it'll be a surprise to anybody, or it really shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. We'll be covering Christmassy sort of things, and within the church, uh, that's called Advent. So mm-hmm. um, this month, we're going to be covering four topics, uh, hope, peace, joy, and love. All of which answering what question, Rob? Um, how did the coming of Christ, which actually it maybe is important. Some of the people who listen to this might not know. We call it Advent season because Advent is just a word that means like the coming, right? Mm-hmm. So um, all, all it's referencing is that this is the season that Jesus, we celebrate Jesus coming yeah. um, from uh, heaven to earth. Yep. To show the way, right? So, um, and if you got that reference, you're too old to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I feel like I started doing the motions in my head from the grave to yeah, sky. I the, I, I know the shovel one. I knew that one that motion. So it's a bad deal. Uh, <sighs> Do you remember that tin camp, the keyboards, and every? Oh my goodness, that's yeah, brilliant. dude. Yep, it was amazing. It was yes. basically like third day, um, <laughs> but without all the talent and. Uh, you know, sound system. I really hope that uh, the guy that plays the keyboards never sees this. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. You're probably you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> I don't even know right. that. So you know, I do, but I don't want to say the name on air. We'll talk about it later. So, <laughs> so this month we're going to be covering Advent. The first one is hope. Answering the question: How does Jesus's coming um, make hope a reality? Um, there's a lot there I think we could cover. Where do you want to start with that? Well, um, you know, like I just really briefly, guys, we don't prepare for this. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're you're under the delusion. (laughs) So, um, uh, right before we started recording right now, um, I just mentioned the one, one of the texts that, um, I'm thinking about. So we really are cheating this month. Uh, and, it, this is literally the the four subjects that we're going to be diving into in our church 
uh, with sermons and things and themes and things like that for throughout Advent. So I'm really actually this this might even be some uh, valuable sermon development for me. So maybe I'm just using you. I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Your congregation can listen and they'd be like, "Oh, that's where he came up with that." And he talked it through. Okay. Yeah. But so, like the the idea um, from hope, right? Uh, so the um, one of the scripture references is Matthew chapter one, verses one through seventeen. And like I said before we started recording, there's really no uh, ne- it's not a necessity that we read all seventeen of those verses on here because it is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now, um, how did that? How, what's that? A lot of begets and begots. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, that depends on the translation. <laughs> but, That's true. Yes. <laughs> Son of. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's um, it's filled with, it's like, so Matthew is written to a Jewish audience. It's written to Jews. Um, and that's who Matthew was trying to uh, preach the gospel to, essentially. And his whole um, point of writing Matthew is to convince this Jewish audience that Jesus, in fact, was their Messiah, their king that they'd been waiting on. And that's the idea, right? So Matthew 1, 1 through 17 is the genealogy of Christ. He's laying out from Abraham to Jesus, the genealogy through David, through, and so he he begins to um, work through, even in this genealogy, um, some of the many, many, many prophecies that Jesus and his coming actually fulfilled the way that it happened, where it happened, all the stuff that happened around it. Um, and so uh, the idea of hope is, is actually pretty easy to find in Advent because um, man, the, the Jewish people for thousands, like literally thousands of years had been waiting for this King, this Messiah. And been that's where their hope was, right. Mm-hmm. That God would send this uh, King and here he is right um and and matthew lists all the the necessary genealogy that he would have to have right in the beginning and um uh i mean you could talk about the prophecies that he fulfilled all day long and it would just add richness to this discussion but um but the the idea jesus brought hope in his coming because um he was also a confirmation that hope isn't pointless to you know and in some ways to the to the people so i don't know what do you think no well and i think if you spent i don't know one of the things i i know in in my own life and especially what i've seen in other people too is that we we spend a lot of time in the new testament which is awesome and great and necessary and good but oftentimes uh whenever we do venture back into the old testament um we start, you know, we'll read through something and then like, we're like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is like, <laughs> this was pointed to Jesus the whole time. Um, a good example of that. I mean, one of the, as silly as it might sound, one of the uh, kind of the supplementary things for my life uh, as far as seeing this is one of the purposeful things we do with our kids. So we have a, a family devotional that we go through. It's, it's kid oriented, obviously for them, but and it, it does exactly uh, what you're talking about Matthew was doing for the Jews. It, it's showing in the Old Testament the types and shadows of what was, was coming in Jesus, uh, how those things point to Jesus, and how that was, I mean, this whole time God was laying out this plan to bring Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I think one of those things, too, that, that uh, that's what I really appreciate about that devotional, but um, 
is that what we see when we when we read those and we recognize those is that there was this this longing for this messiah not just like so hope has to have a reason <laughs> like you just don't hope this other, i mean there's a reason you're hoping for it and the entire you know old testament is just showing time and time again how how people fall short how uh, God is always faithful in his promise, how he is not like what it seems slow to us is him working through time and history to bring forth this massive thing that we see in Advent of Jesus's coming. Uh, and surprisingly, in a way that no one expected it, like, um, and that's just when you see that throughout the Old Testament and then Jesus coming and understand, like, for example, right, that huge break between the last, you know, the last prophecies pointing to him and that huge break until he actually comes is just this time of like waiting. Um, it makes, I think we see it within perspective. We see how great of uh, a hope that that we, that they, that they had and then now we share in that, I guess. Yeah. is that they they kept waiting they kept understanding that uh and again not not all the jews uh, you know and were doing this but there was this this remnant that was hoping that one day this was messiah would come one day this promise would be fulfilled and they knew that god was good and they knew that god was faithful so even though they had been through all of these things even though they uh there was this huge break from the last time the prophecy happens until we start in the in the new testament mm-hmm. um they still held out for that. There wasn't this doubt that, you know, there was not, even, even when you read the New Testament, there isn't this like, well, I guess God gave up. I mean, there was still this hope. Even after thousands and thousands of years, there was this hope that God was still going to come through with the promise that he said he was going to come through with. And when we see that within perspective, um, Really, it should well up within us a, a, a worship anyway for the fact that how how good God is that he 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 did what he said he was going to do, um, and it just really really brings forth and I think it helps us worship Him more, uh, understanding that like this isn't just some frivolous hope like what we have for example like what we saw last month, uh, what honestly by the time <laughs> this airs might still be happening, uh, there like our hope isn't in kings and policies and people and i mean it's not in any of that and if you put it in that um it will fall short it will fail you uh and it it won't look like you think it's gonna look uh but what we see in the bible is god coming through with this this hope so to answer the question a little bit how does jesus's coming make the hope a reality is that it really actually gives us a blueprint of what hope really looks like um it shows us that all the other things we have our hope in fall short don't add up aren't going to actually fulfill us uh, but we have this hope in christ not only now but because we know he's faithful when jesus says he's coming back again we now have this hope for the second coming the second advent um and if the blueprint anything is like the last one, you just have to hold fast and say, I know he's right. <laughs> I know he's true. I know he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives us a hope that, and I think this is the big thing for me that's the difference, is um, it gives you a hope that's unshakable and looks entirely different than the world. Like no matter what's happening, you go, I still have this hope. Well, it's really dark. I still have this hope. But it, you, did you see what's happening? I still have this hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. Um, that's how us now 
like Christians now that are following Jesus, I think can take, just see what he's done and hold fast to that. Even in whatever season we're in Christmas season is a great time to remember that um, because of the first advent. So. Yeah. I, and I think the, one of the reasons that the Jewish people up until the point of Jesus still had hope um, was that they, they had witnessed um, God keeping promises Mm-hmm. Uh, before Christ came, at, like uh, in other ways, they had witnessed that. Uh, like honestly, okay, here this is a, an important distinction to talk about. Um, if we're going to talk about God keeping His promises, right, and that's that's kind of where our as Christians, that's where our hope lies, because there are some great things written about the future for us, right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and the afterlife, and and um, after this life, more like. But um, the there's there are two sides to this coin right so god keeps his promises which um for the the christian now it, it's an amazing thing uh that we get to look forward to we get to look forward to uh, the new heaven and the new earth right where there's no elections <laughs> or pandemic or whatever right like none yeah. of the like bad stuff we experience now that's just not going to be a thing right um like we're we're um we've been saved from the penalty of sin as christians we're being saved from the power of sin continually because christ is victorious over that and ultimately part of our hope is ultimately we're going to be saved from the very presence of sin um and damnation and all the all the stuff right that makes this world terrible um but God keeps his promises, which for the person who is an unbeliever um, should scare the crap out of you, um, and rightfully so, because God does keep his word. And when God says, when God kind of talks about the, the damnation and the, the outcome for the unbeliever, um, that's, um, that's also just as much a promise that he will keep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so there are two sides to that coin and as Christians, and uh, we have a lot of hope uh, because of what God has promised and proclaimed will happen um, in the future. And Jesus coming really is, you know, like you and I know, and would say that, that the entire old Testament, the, the history of everything um, pointed forward to Jesus coming like this is it right and then everything in the new testament uh nearly everything points back to Jesus coming and and then there are some things in the new testament that point forward to Jesus second coming right and that the hope and um so uh the one of the main messages in in Jesus coming when it comes to hope is that we we can have hope and it's not just like you said it's not just some blind thing it is it's like it's backed up with so much um rich prophecy fulfillment and like stuff that that wouldn't even make sense apart from this book being true you know mm-hmm. like in the while you were talking early while you were talking i um, just kind of thumbed through and like, I have a Bible, a lot of the Bibles that people have, and you probably have one that's like this too, that, um, in fact, most Bibles in some way set apart, uh, what was an old Testament quote 
in a New Testament, like mine yeah. is bolded. Um, so the font is bold. And I, so I just briefly went through and like chapters one through four in Matthew, um, like before even the Sermon on the Mount and the rest of Matthew, mm -hmm. and literally the rest of Matthew is filled with this also. Because the point of Matthew is he's trying to prove this is the Messiah, right? So, yeah. um, but the, even the first four chapters in Matthew, which kind of uh, tell the birth story of Jesus and the baptism and temptation and very beginning of his ministry. That's what the, the first four chapters are. And there are like, uh, like 12 or 13 references from the old Testament that aren't just any references or scriptures being quoted. They're like, they're prophecies that Jesus coming, how he did in, in what way with certain circumstances and what place their prophecies that Jesus was fulfilling and it was just getting started, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so these, these things like they had, they had these prophecies, right? Uh, the, the Jewish people at the time and Jesus fulfilling. So man, like all of these prophecies about the Messiah, um, it just, it, it validated them hoping for like Abraham was, the 1630s BC when he was around, right? So, um, or 1600s uh, BC. And uh, so like you're talking 1500 years or more, right? Of, of this promise specifically that Abraham, uh, Abrahamic covenant, the promise uh, that God gave to him. Um, but I mean, you could obviously go all the way back to Adam, um, the, you know, in Genesis, when when God kind of very first gives a hint of the mm -hmm. coming of the gospel, so yeah. Well, I think to just go off that, maybe to to the that hint that that first hint of the gospel that even though this horrible thing just happened, I mean, you're at the beginning of the stinking book. <laughs> like the world is, I mean, we don't have a time frame, but like the world's not old that old at that point. And yep. uh, I mean, it's already like we're already like, oh man, we already messed it up. Uh, and yeah. God, even at that moment, is like, no, there's actually, like, there's this this hope here. Even within them, uh, shortly after that being cast out, even that after, you know, the, the curse being laid on, even after all that, it, it starts with, okay, this happened, but don't worry, there is this hope. Even through all of this pain, even through all of everything that we're going to see from Genesis 3 all the way up to the beginning of Matthew, all of that exile, all of that idol worship, all of these horrible things that occur, to them almost exclusively because they brought it on themselves. Like all of these things that sin, um, sin causes back in, in Genesis, God says, but there's going to be somebody that crushes this, this, this serpent set. Um, and they, they live on that hope and that understanding that, that God is good, that he's made this promise. And here, here's, I think, something I think is really important. They like, they don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Right. They don't know. They just know that that he said that he's going to crush the serpent's head, that he's going to take care of this sin, this 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 evil that occurred. It's going to be rectified. And they don't know what that looks like. Now, as you go through the Old Testament, obviously, like you said, there's prophecies of this this Messiah coming, this one that's going to fix all things. So they start getting a clearer picture of that. Um, and like you said, the beautiful thing about Matthew, when you read it, I mean, even if know how many people if anybody listens to this that is jewish but when you read it and you just look at it you go 
like you said, you're like, whoa, like there's, there's, there had to be in, in some of those that were following Jesus that, that knew the Torah that had been taught. I mean, even later on, you see that with Paul, um, like understanding that all of these things line up, um, and having that hope in you going there, like, this is the guy, this is, this is the one, um, and you can kind of, when you see, read through the Gospels and see they're, they're them following him. And even in the Gospels, when they're, they just don't fully understand everything and don't, I mean, not until, you know, Pentecost, do they have the boldness of the Holy Spirit in them? But even up to that point going, this, I think this is the guy, this, this is the one willing to risk it all. Uh, and later on for them, all of them die persecuted, um, like not great ends for their life. Right. But understanding that this was the hope. This, this this was that promise. And I think uh, lots of times, and I'll probably, I'll end with this part of it, but lots of times like hope is like this word that gets thrown around a lot. It gets used uh, just like, it's just whatever. It's a two cent word, right? You just throw it around. Um, but when we understand hope within the context of scripture, <laughs> what we see is like, it is this like unkillable thing. Like throughout time, it, it, this hope in Jesus is this unkillable thing. You can burn people at the stake. You can lock them up. You can take away everything they have. You can, you can dev- like what would normally devastate a people or a person uh, when they have the hope of Christ, just simply like it doesn't mean that they're not, I mean, I'm not saying anybody that was burned at the stake was like, oh, this is a great day. But there's this hope that they have that even death isn't going to, I mean, it, it, can't, it can't kill it. Uh, and when we look at the world and say, well, this is, you know, they have hope in whoever this person or, or whatever this event is or whatever this, you know, different law or thing is. And you go, well, that's great, but that's going to like, if somebody put a gun to your head, I don't know, you know, are you going to, you going to die for that person, that idea that, and some people will, some people will. But I think what we see throughout history is this, this hope in Jesus, um, it, 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 it can't be, um, it, it, it's strong. It's able to withhold because we understand uh, just how great it is. And then on that flip side, this, uh, I think it's important, that point you brought up about uh, understanding the promises of God come true. So when we understand how great of a hope we have in the Lord, we then conversely understand um, how bad it's going to be for those that don't believe and just the reality of that too, which then really compels us to go tell other people about Jesus and have those conversations because we understand how great of a hope, like the reason that he came, like the amazing thing that he fulfills in the cross and his death, burial and resurrection, like that um, conversely is really bad on the other end for those that don't. So Christmas mm-hmm. brings this hope in Jesus that really helps us worship better that that turns our hearts to uh, to uh, to a position of going whoa okay um and allows us to worship but then also propels us into um lives that that invite conversations to talk about who he is so yeah you, um i mean thinking about the current situation right <clears throat> as we're recording this there's no president yet yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah no, no nothing has been certified or whatever i know like honestly joe biden is probably going to win maybe by the time this airs it will be the case who knows um but my point being like everything is chaos right mm-hmm. like um in in america we are used to 
even even if there's corruption, we're used to just it, there's there's not chaos, mm-hmm. right? We're used to just this one way of doing things, and um, and this year uh, everybody makes jokes about it now because like at a certain point after um, in in the distress of any situation, at a certain point, all you got left is just to laugh about it and go, yeah. well, screwed. You know what well, I we mean? We can do about it. Uh, yep, we're done. <laughs> um, so, I, but but this year, in in so many ways, and between even if all you're talking about is the the election and the pandemic thing, right? Even if that's all you're talking about, this year's been crazy, um, and the the political fighting and literally everything being turned into political fighting. And you know, I had eggs for breakfast. Oh well how dare you this is offensive you know like it's just crazy everything's chaos and um one of the things that so we finally wrapped up the sermon on the mount last week um and one of the things that i talked about application wise um is you know as jesus is uh teaching the people in front of him the disciples who were in front of him the people who just begun following him or whatever He's teaching them what it looks like to live a kingdom life, right? To live a life under the rule and reign of Jesus. And, um, and so as Christians, uh, now, today, in our current culture and all the craziness going on, um, we, we really should be the only people, right? Um, so part of the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about treasures in heaven rather than our hope and treasures being on earth, right? And the stuff we have or any of that. And so there's this idea that that uh, really us Christians, people who have their hope and faith and trust in Christ, like we should literally be the only people in America right now who are able to just sit back and go, man, you know what? I, I kind of hope that this is what happens with the election and I'm, uh, uh, I'll wear a mask or I'll, I mean, all the stuff, it's, it is what it is. We have to live in it. Right. And we have opinions and things like that. But at the end of the day, the Christian can just sit back and go, but you know what? Jesus is the actual King. Like he's the King of Kings. So, uh, whatever happens, he's in control, not Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, not any sickness or illness or virus that comes along, not the CDC, not any government, not any family, not anything. He is the one that's in control. And we can have confidence in that because he keeps his promises. And we know and have hope, not in the government, not in any of the stuff in this world, but our hope lies in the future and in heaven. Mm -hmm. All right. Good deal, guys. Well, hey, it's not Christmas yet, but Merry Christmas ahead of time. Yeah. Happy Advent. Yes. If you haven't put your tree up yet, what is it's the first week of December, guys. Come on now. Get over it. Good grief. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, guys, we will see you next week, or we'll talk to you next week, depending on how you view this podcast. And we'll be talking about peace, which I think, I mean, it just hope flows right into this peace topic. So. We're, we're actually not even going to be in scripture next week. We're just going to do a lot of referencing to the 60s in America. So, All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Later. Later.